Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. What a game. What a series this has been. Welcome into Flippin' Bats, presented by Perry Ellis Fragrances, where Game 5 just wrapped up and Justin got his first ever World Series win. I, I am on cloud nine right now. This was an incredible game and an incredible night for my family and a lot of emotions involved, but really a fantastic baseball game. From the very start, it was drama. It was jam-packed with action. And Alex, we certainly have a lot to talk about today. Oh yeah, and how lucky are baseball fans this World Series? We've really seen it all. From history being made by the Phillies, having a home run party, to the no-hitter last night the Astros threw, to your brother, one of the greatest pitchers in the game of baseball right now, finally having his moment, and Justin Verlander picked up his first World Series win. He had his moment. Uh, it was so special, and uh, one of the the greatest moments of my life and my family was catching up with Justin after the game immediately following his win and it was just so special for me and let's check it out now dude I'm so proud of you man I'm so proud of you how awesome was tonight just awesome what a what a what a what a game I mean it was tough for me uh, out of sync a little bit to begin with um, but was able to make pitches when I needed to, was able to really kind of have the slider click for me, the off-speed stuff. Um, you know, obviously early early on realized that those guys were, after last night, I feel like their game plan totally changed where they were like, let's try to get on top of the fastball. We know Justin throws a lot of them, and um, they were trying to tr trying to get to the heater. So uh, second time through the lineup, was able to go to the off-speed a little bit more. Um, and thank goodness it was, you know, the work I put in, between last start and this one um, worked. The off-speed was there. You know, my last start, the off-speed was horrible. This time it clicked. The slider was there, the curveball was there, and got some huge outs with those pitches. So uh, just, you know, it felt great. How cool was it to get this win with VV a couple rows up in no, the stand? Uh, I was looking for her when I came out of the game. <laughs> uh, I, had, I can't tell you, man. I had such an amazing morning with her. She was just herself and so amazing. and. You know, she doesn't care whether I freaking win this game or lose this game. She just, you know, we just have all the love in the world and, you know, it makes me realize what's important. And, um, you know, just I can't tell you how many times I'm out there and I'm just like, you know, whatever meant to, whatever's meant to be is meant to be. And um, she's completely changed my perspective of things. And, uh, you know, I, I know no matter what, I go home and I have this beautiful daughter that loves me. And, uh, you know, I'm so glad that she was she was here tonight. I'm sure that. She had a big part of me having this win tonight. 
I love you, man. Love I'm so pumped for you. This is really you. special for me, man. Love you too. Thank you. It doesn't get much more special and incredible than that moment right there. Not only for your brother, but for you, your entire family to be together, his daughter to be here, to share that moment. Can you put into words what you're feeling right now with Just the tears coming? Happiness. Um, he was crying at the end of that. Yeah. I was crying at the end of that. <sighs> Just a special moment to see Vivi in the stands, my whole family, to be here yeah. for work, to have Justin here. I think that's what kind of hit all of us, you know? Yeah. A special night. He has hit almost every single milestone throughout his career, and this was one of the last boxes I think he needed to check. You know him better than anybody else. What do you think he's going through now that, now that he's probably had a moment to, to let it set in, the, the emotions and feeling that, that he's having right now? Yeah, I think we I think we felt it right there, you know, like the emotion that hits him. Obviously, he talked in depth about his stuff on the mound and yeah. how he had it tonight and not the first start. But then the second question about Vivi and talking about his daughter, like I think it all hit him there. And I think that's why, you know, we embraced and he had tears coming out of his eyes. And for me, it's emotional. I mean, it's just a really cool night. It's really special, and I think it all hit him then. Uh, I think he was just wanting to get get the win for a while, you know? It, yeah. it, even down to that Chaz McCormick catch in center field, we had no idea who was going to win this game. So uh, I think it was pretty evident that all the emotions hit him right then and there, and whew, what a special night. What a night. What a year for Justin. And I know he's, he's said it numerous times this year coming back after having Tommy John and just what it's meant to have one of the best years of his career and have his daughter here and how that's really changed him. So it's, it's so special to see for you guys. Yeah, you know, and to have our whole family was here. My mom, my dad, Kate, and, and my niece, and Kate's parents, and, and brother. Like, everybody was here. And after, after the first start of the World Series – Everybody was, it was tough, you know, it was tough for the family. Like, he's one of the greatest pitchers of all time. But it's just that one thing, you know, there was that one thing that he didn't quite have. And it was a World Series win. And, you know, he just, he did his work. He, he got his stuff back. And to do it in front of everybody here on the road in this atmosphere, yeah, man, just truly a special night. And um, I was just, you know, the, the punch in the face immediately from Kyle Schwarber, mm -hmm. that home run, the second pitch of the game, to come back from that. And it was not easy. The first couple of innings was tough. And then he settled in and was vintage Justin for two, three full innings was great. And his ability to do that and to get punched in the face after he knows the narrative, oh, yeah. right? He knows what people were saying. He knows what everybody was yelling. To have that happen after his first start of this series and then to not settle in, to, to not have his stuff for a little while and to get into jams and to pitch out of it in the biggest situations, I was so impressed with, with his ability tonight to pitch out of things, that bases loaded strikeout to Reese Hoskins. I mean, that was, 
unbelievable to get out of the jam. And then just the rest of the game, so many jams it felt like. Yeah. And he pitched his way out of it. Schwarber came back up in a big spot, and he punched him out with a curveball. Just so many different moments from tonight. And then he settled in, and, and the rest is history. And once he settled in, you could see it. Something switched, and they, they, they weren't going to get a hit off of him. And you could feel it, and the bullpen was going in the second inning tonight. Mm-hmm. And you, you just thought, maybe there's – is this going to be the end of it? And then he buckled down and had a truly, truly unbelievable performance tonight under the circumstances. And uh, I'm just – I'm so proud of him and uh, couldn't be more excited for him. Now, he talked about really putting in the work and making adjustments after his first start in this series. But you mentioned it as well. He got lit up right out of the gates, and he got into a lot of trouble but got out of it. What adjustments did you see him make to finally get settled into this game? You know, I actually felt like he had guys in the lineup tonight that he wasn't going to let beat him. There were a few guys, honestly. It looked like he was trying to be perfect against those guys, feeling a little bit better against maybe the next guy. So I know the walk total was a little bit higher. But honestly, I feel like, you know, obviously he didn't want to walk those guys. But I feel like it was strategic. Mm-hmm. So, yes, he gives up that, that home run, and that was extremely hard hit. And then the Cassianos at bat later, a little bit later in the game, that ended up being caught by Jeremy Pena. Um, but his ability to to get the outs when they mattered most, and it almost looked like he knew the guys he wanted to go after and the guys he wanted to be really, really careful with. And uh, you could see it. And his ability, I, I keep saying this, but I was so impressed, especially we see it right here, this Harper double in the bottom of the fifth. He had one more batter, right, after that double. Yeah. You got one more chance to earn yourself a win. You have to go five innings to get a win. He had that one last chance. The pitcher was ready in the bullpen, came up, Nick Castellanos up, who had just hit a laser earlier in the game, and that was his one chance. And he buckled down, and that pit, that was like an 8, 9, 10 pitch at bat, an incredible at bat back and forth to get that pop up there after pitching so well for the last couple of innings uh, just showed how dominant he was once he locked in tonight. I, I mean, I can't speak highly enough of the outing. Now, we saw, as you mentioned, the bullpen starting to warm up as early as the second inning when he loaded the bases. But Dusty Baker decided to stick with your brother. Huge decision that paid dividends and was obviously the right decision. But after Justin came out, the embrace that he and Dusty had in the dugout just speaks volumes, I think, to what this moment meant for both of them. Well, first off, Dusty Baker tonight had an absolutely incredible game I thought Dusty Baker was great Um, like I said Justin in the second inning got in that big trouble and somebody was warming up in the bullpen you're a hit away a double away from being out of the game in the second he stuck with him throughout that inning got into a little bit of trouble after that but started to look like he was figuring out the strikeouts and the swing and misses picked up had a guy ready to go that inning And then he just kept sitting those guys down and letting Justin go another and another. And he got through that fourth inning, and you look out into the bullpen, and there's no action out there. And then he gets into the fifth inning, and after that double, somebody's up, somebody was ready to go, but he gave his guy. Justin was perhaps the best pitcher in baseball this year. Yes. 
and he trusted his guy. Despite the narrative, despite the numbers in the World Series, Dusty trusted his guy to go out there and to get that done in that situation. He got it done. Nick Castellanos, that, that at bat was great. And I, I can't speak highly enough about Dusty Baker and the job that he did tonight yeah. uh, leaving him in. I thought, was, I thought was awesome. I really did. Well, let's go. <laughs> that was your brother. Again. Uh, let's go back to the eighth inning, okay? Because this bullpen has been lights out. Obviously completed. Is that a the, little Justin cameo there? I didn't even was. see it. Yeah, Just yeah. It was, it was a quick drive. <laughs> it was a really quick drive by. And he smiled. So he might have made a face. That was great. <laughs> but back to the Dusty Baker talk and the decision he made to not bring in the bullpen as early as he did. But then in the eighth inning, he might have left Montero in a bit too long. Well, I, the, the Justin decision, waiting, and then the way he used the bullpen throughout, I thought was really, really good. And, and we can have that conversation with Montero. But as with Justin... Mm-hmm. Montero has been a guy for him the whole yeah. year. He was outstanding. But to Dusty's credit, he turned to Ryan Presley in that eighth inning with only one out. He wasn't afraid to let his closer go and get five outs. I thought he did it at, we can say, maybe a batter earlier, but he gave Montero a chance, and it didn't work out with Gene Segura getting that hit, and he went to Ryan Presley. And I thought that was a great call there in the eighth inning. And we see Dusty Baker in the dugout. You see the video of him pumped up. I can't speak highly enough. Dusty Baker sometimes gets a little bit of flack for for his usage of of certain pitchers. And I know after game one, a lot of people, including myself, said maybe you should have gone to Ryan Stanek in that 10th inning. And JT Realmuto ended up hitting that home run. Mm -hmm. On the other side of things, this was masterful, I thought, from Dusty Baker. He deserves a lot of credit for his handling of Justin tonight, his handling of the bullpen, and getting to Ryan Presley to get those last five outs. Bob Nightingale said Ryan Presley had only one five-out save this season and now does it again in the biggest game of his career. Now, we were all watching you while we were watching these last few outs happen. Boy. And we actually, I think we have some video here of us getting your reaction oh, when these last outs were happening. I, I know you had no idea <laughs> that this was being filmed. I did not. <laughs> but that's exactly how you felt, I think, right here, right when the game ended, knowing that the Astros got the win and your brother got his first win. Because that's really what that moment yeah. solidified. You know, like every once in a while, you just need to be a brother, you know? Like, and a fan. A brother and a fan. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, I'm going to work my tail off here the entire series, as I have, and I will highlight everything that needs to be highlighted. But every once in a while, I just step back and take a moment to appreciate what's going on and root for my brother. And uh, that was a special moment. So uh, glad. <laughs> I guess I'm glad that was caught on camera because I'm jumping up and down like a, like a kid in a candy shop. But uh, this was... This was a special night, as we could hear and see from that Justin conversation and the embrace and the tears. Uh, it was a special night, and I was just so excited. And at one point, no, two points in the game, I legitimately almost threw up. Okay. Uh, it was early. Reese Hoskins, bases loaded, was one of those situations. Uh, I was unwell, but got more well after that That's and good. progressively a little bit better. But uh, the, the nerves were there. For sure, and just that video pretty much perfectly sums it up. But that's why we do what we do 
and we cover the game of baseball because we love it and it is fun and we have to remember sometimes that it is a game and we are fans so let's be a fan here for a moment because we need a Jeremy Pena appreciation uh. segment because he is a rookie playing in the World Series but he looks like he is meant to be here and he belongs. Alex, you said it. He is a rookie yeah. playing in the World Series, filling some of the biggest shoes that a rookie has probably ever had to fill. Uh, don't quote me on that. That's, that's a strong statement. But massive shoes to yeah. fill with a team that's in the midst of, you know, they're a World Series or two away from being considered a dynasty. You have to step in and fill the shoes of one of the best shortstops in the league. But more than that, he was almost the heartbeat. He, as yeah. in Carlos Correa, was almost the heartbeat of the Houston Astros. And guess what? We're game five in the World Series and is in the books. And how many times have we heard the name Carlos Correa? None. None. We've been talking a lot about Jeremy Pena, though. And it's because of Jeremy Pena. Yeah. And how awesome he has been. And I've talked to him twice after after the first two wins for the Astros in this series, caught up with him and just am continually blown away by what he's done in the game and then his composure after and his, like, this guy acts like a 10-year vet. Yeah. Jeremy Pena is acting like a 10-year vet, and he's a rookie experiencing all of this for the first time. And tonight, in a tie game, that home run off of Noah Syndergaard down the left field line, top of the fourth, nobody out. Uh, he did that. He had great defensive plays tonight. I mean, the moment is never too big. Jeremy Pena is yet to meet a moment that is too big for him in this World Series. And uh, I just, we both wanted to just take an entire moment and just appreciate the star yeah. that Jeremy Pena now is. I also love that he has become a regular on this show. Yeah, he's a flipping bats, friend of the pod. I, I love it. You've talked to him after almost every single win. Did you see him over there tonight? <laughs> I did not actually see him. Okay, he was so that was the, a first. I, I had, you know, I had a moment that I needed to have with with, <laughs> with your brother. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. That's okay. Well, let's head to the other side. Let's talk a little Phillies. Noah Syndergaard made the start tonight in what was a bullpen game for the Phillies. He gave him all that he got. But he looked good, and I felt like he could have gone a little longer. You know, so here's what I will say about that, okay. Alex. I Noah Syndergaard needed to get three innings tonight. Yes. I thought that was a perfect scenario. I talked about that earlier. I talked about that with, with John Smoltz. Noah Syndergaard hasn't thrown more than three innings in over a month. Yeah. So if you're the Phillies, perfect scenario mm -hmm. is what happened through yeah. three innings. He got punched in the face early. Jose Altuve, that double that he stretched to third on the air in center field, and then followed by, guess who, the Jeremy Pena single up the middle, scoring yep. the first run of the game. And then immediately following that, he locked in. He got that big strikeout. JT Realmuto threw out Jeremy Pena at second base. The crowd was going nuts, Damn. and he really settled in. That was the only blemish for him. Inning two, great inning. Inning three, great inning and I remember saying to myself and whoever was listening around me <laughs> he they he should be done yeah. you got what you wanted you got everything you could have dreamed of and he hasn't pitched more than three innings no need to stretch it in All fact right. okay. they had they had Brogdon warming up in the bullpen in my opinion for Jordan Alvarez yeah. they knew that they didn't want Syndergaard to face Jordan twice but they tried to they tried to sneak that last out with Syndergaard because he had been so good. Yeah. 
but it didn't work. It didn't. It didn't work out in his favor. Obviously, Jeremy Pena ends up hitting that home run, yeah. two-one ball game. Syndergaard comes off to a standing ovation because he did what he was supposed to do. Yeah. I just and I know hindsight is twenty twenty, but I was saying this before it actually happened. I I probably would have gone to Brogdon at the start of that fourth inning. Okay. And we saw how dominant Brogdon was tonight. So first off, let me just say Noah Syndergaard, fantastic outing tonight in this situation. Um, He was brilliant, I thought. I just thought you probably should have taken him out before that fourth inning, but it is what it is, and he gave up that home run, and Brogdon came in and did good after that. Oh, you mentioned the crowd here tonight, and there were moments, not throughout the entire game, but there were moments where they were on their feet, and this stadium was literally shaking and rocking. The music is insane here. Are we going to feel that same energy once we get back to Houston? You know, that's a good question, and uh, I'm not so sure. Okay. And I just, you know, I want to take a second, Alex, to, to send a little message to Astros fans. Yeah. You got one up here in Philly. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. And to a degree, I understand. This is not their first rodeo in the World Series. And there's always a bit of that human element of, okay, we're back. This is great. And then in Philadelphia, they haven't been here in a long, a long, long time, right? Over a decade. And the fans feel that. There's also a degree of it's Philadelphia where they're just crazy, they're crazy in a great fans. way. The best way. But this crowd here was so special. And I can't speak highly enough about it tonight. There was a moment in which I was on my feet for like four straight innings and nobody sat down. It is remarkable. Um, Every single time the pitcher gets two strikes, they're on their feet. And that wasn't the case in Houston. And in fact, I thought Houston fans were pretty good. I did. I really did think, especially game two, uh, the beginning of game one, a great atmosphere. Mm -hmm. They were one-upped in Philly. And I don't have a problem saying that because I feel like you might agree with that. I've been telling anybody that will listen to me, all my friends and family back at home, I have never experienced fans like I have here in Philly. And I have such a deep love and appreciation for the passion, the aggressive passion that Philly fans have for their teams. I love it. It's something special. I feel like something everyone needs to experience in person to fully understand it. But it's, it's a magical feeling just to be in the atmosphere of Philly fans just on their feet, rocking with their team, and sharing that love with every person in this stadium. It, it really is. It, and magical is a great word for it. And I do – I really think, aside from just the fans, yeah, whoever is working here, playing the sounds, oh the gosh. DJ. The organist. They do a great job. And the organist, you're right. I don't he even, crushes. I don't even uh, think. She or she crushes. Whoever it is is absolutely incredible. I know it's a, I know it's a staple of, of stadiums. Um, but of some stadiums, I don't actually love an organist at a baseball stadium. I think sometimes it can get a little old Cheesy. school. But these guys drop bass whenever they want. But every <laughs> once in a while, they mix in an organist. Yeah. But the organist is like on this on another level. It's incredible. Yeah. So I will say this. Yes, the fans, uh, there's a little bit of a difference. But the in-game music, every time there gets to two strikes, yeah. they, they play the same sort of like siren or horn. And, and, and there's a video message on the board saying, stand up, get on yeah. your feet, wave your towels. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. They don't do... Uh, there's a couple things in Houston. One, the fans need to up their game a little bit if they want to be better than Philly fans. Yeah. And whoever's working at the stadium, the in-game music people, yeah. I think they could do a little bit better job too. I feel like you might know someone. That could help that out. Yeah. Well, I was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of saw you talking to someone during batting practice. Yeah. Well, that was cool. Yeah. Caught up with Jim Crane, owner of the Astros, before the game, and just talked about this series so far, um, the crowd here, the crowd in Houston. So, uh, yeah, maybe I should. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Just maybe. He's probably the guy that could get ahead. it done. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, let's look ahead to Game Six because we have a rematch of Game Two. Zach Wheeler, Framber Valdez. And the Astros have a chance to clinch the World Series on Saturday. What are you expecting to see from these two guys? Oh, what a great matchup. Yeah. Uh, Framber Valdez has been great in the World Series so far. He's been great in the playoffs. He was great during the regular season, the longest consecutive quality start streak in a season ever. Yeah. And then Zach Wheeler, on the other hand, what, what a phenomenal regular season, right? And a phenomenal beginning to the playoffs and then we saw in the World Series um, and I, I talked about this the other day I do think there's a degree of Zach Wheeler's arm being a little sluggish oh yeah and and you might wonder why wasn't Zach Wheeler throwing game five why didn't Zach Wheeler pitch in game one mm -hmm. and I think we have our answer yep. I think his arm is dragging a little bit in the fifth inning the other night he was throwing 93 miles an hour that's not Zach Wheeler so I'll be very interested, and everybody listening right now should. Keep an eye on Zach Wheeler's velocity. He will come out throwing hard, yeah. but as we get to innings three, four, five, keep an eye on that velocity. That's going to be a big sign. But if he's himself, we're going to get one of the best pitching matchups we've gotten in the playoffs because these two guys are dominant. It's, it's do or die for the Phillies. Quite at literally. This, yeah, at this point, their season is on the line. They have their guy. I don't know. I, I've been saying Phillies in seven. You said Astros in six. So Both, Either way, I one know. of us is going to – well, I guess the Astros in seven. Could yes, yes. But there's a good chance one of us is going to be right. But uh, you're right. They have a chance to clinch on Saturday. And the last time that they went back home with a 3-2 lead in the World Series, they had Justin and Garrett Cole ready to go against the Nationals, and they didn't win the World Series. So okay. now – you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do it. You have to take it. You, you can't do it after this game. Going up three-two, um, all the power is in your hands. You're gonna be heavily favored to win the World Series at yep. this point. You gotta get it done, or it's gonna be another massive failure for the Houston Astros. I, I know you're not gonna like this take, but I love a game seven, and so I hope the well, Phillies. That's a great I hope. Take. I hope the Phillies take game six. And we get a game seven. That, well, that's that the is, take that I didn't know you were going to like. That's a great take. Okay. I, everybody loves everybody a game seven. Loves There's a something game seven. special. It's the two greatest and words crazy. in sports. Game seven. Let's go. But I don't. Well. That's what I'm saying. You're not going to like it. Because that, that's what I'm saying. Because you're not going to like that. That means the Astros have to lose game six at home. But that's what I'm rooting for. I want a game seven.
Own a game seven. I I love game sevens. I'm not like, you know, whatever happens, happens. We'll let the chips fall where they may. And you know where I didn't have the chips falling tonight? Yeah. On me bawling on camera. But guess what? (laughs) It happened. And Justin cried as well. It was just a special night for both Uh, of us. He also photobombed the show. Do we have that? Do we have the video? Because we didn't see it. Here we go. I did not see it. Oh, here he comes. Coming in hot. Right behind us. Talking. Oh, he did. (laughs) (laughs) That was beautiful. That was beautiful. That that was great. We got another look at it. That first one. Same. Okay. This was this was great. Was this producer Rago getting this shot? Oh, great job. Wow. Great job. You saw it happening, didn't you? Look the look on his face. I mean, (laughs) that just screams, I'm now a dad. Yeah. And and my daughter was here tonight, and this is my little dad run. That's what that was. Uh, if you if you're just listening, we tried to explain it. If not, you can also watch it everywhere we have, you know, we'll any social media. We'll post it It'll everywhere. It'll be everywhere. Uh, every episode is also on YouTube. Check that out. But uh, Alex and I, we are heading to Houston. We're going to Houston. <laughs> game six is Saturday. Potential game seven is Sunday. Alex and I are out of here. Philadelphia, you were magical amazing thank you we loved every single moment of it i am blown away and i am in love with philly but houston we're coming back i am pumped up to get back to houston it's like a second home and we'll see you at kobo's where we'll be running back the pregame show that's going to be a blast uh this does it for another episode of flipping bats presented by perry ellis fragrances what a night what a special moment for myself and justin to share that hug to share a few tears together and uh, to share it all with my family tonight was a night I will never forget. This was a special, a special game for me, and it's a night that uh, that'll live on forever. So uh, that does it for this episode. Make sure you guys subscribe wherever you're listening: Apple, Spotify, wherever. Subscribe to Flipping Bats. You can also follow along on all social media: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and you can watch every episode on YouTube as well at Flipping Bats Pod. That does it. Alex and I are off to Houston. We will see you there ahead of game six. Peace. See ya.